and we're live hi everyone welcome to another scotty survivor recap podcast on the lrg i'm your host lee with me are the co-hosts of scotty survivor govin and shane and michigan all-star and rob goddess herself aaron how is everybody doing on this day <laughs> doing well <buddy. laughs> it is a beautiful day out here in new york city so we're having a good time look at all the sunlight yeah it is currently a dark evening here in ireland we have two people in new york and now we have two people in ireland <laughs> How rare. Yeah, that is kind of odd. Yeah. Another odd thing is what happens in this episode. What's <laughs> before we get into, into deep, <laughs> before we get too deep into everything, let's just do a quick run of what did we think of the episode? I think it was a great episode. I think it um, was the perfect follow up to a blind side, pretty much. Um, <laughs> I think that it was kind of like what you could expect from the people who got blindsided and the people who flipped and everything like that. But then I think there were some very, I'm going to be nice and say interesting decisions made along the way that got us to where we ended up. But we will definitely talk more about that later. Interesting is a choice word. I would use bad or terrible. Exactly. I was trying to to be nice. Catastrophic, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- we had a, an experience watching it pre-recorded. What was it like watching it live? Um. Well, I knew that it, Ethan was going to play the idol, and that <laughs> they were going to throw a vote, but I didn't really hit me until it happened because I thought there was still a possibility that Abby threw a vote. So I was like kind of hoping for a tie because I really did not want Ricky to go at that point. Um, yeah, like low key, like definitely re- rooting against. I always root against the majority. Like it's so boring. Um, and also mm-hmm. just like I don't know, like the more the bigger personalities were on the other side, so you don't want to see all the big personalities go out one after another. So uh, on on my end, I found it to be extremely entertaining. Like, I, I think anytime you're having three idols coming out in one episode, like, how can you not love that from, like, a viewership standpoint? Um, I think we can debate, and I'm sure we will, whether or not it was the right move. Uh, I know Shane and I already have different opinions on that uh, from the moment, but then, like, uh, from just a pure entertainment standpoint, I thought it was, like, brilliant. And I, I think seeing the surprise from all the people who are, like, they're, they're, in this season, a certain like branch of people monopolize most of the advantages. And there's some people who are just like unaware that even some of these advantages exist. And they're just like, just watching people's face when like three different idols come out. That's crazy for, especially the people who haven't been idol searching that much just seeing their shock. Well, too, like nobody realized that they could reason. <laughs> they like forgot that you could like research when idols get played for like pre-merge so like when ethan and abby pulled out the idols they were like what the fuck <laughs> why is there so many <laughs> they get rehidden haven't you been listening to us now <laughs> so let's go back all the way to the beginning of the episode where everyone's kind of like recovering from ethan flipping and ethan gives his reasons he says he flips because it's an already crumbling alliance and 
He tells Abby, oh, I flipped on you to save you, which does not make sense. Sounds very reminiscent of (laughs) we voted for you to save you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Or like Sarah in season one being like, oh, we voted you to protect you, May. Why is May upset that we almost voted her off? And Ethan, okay, why does Ethan, when he's explaining things, sound like he's having a heart attack? <laughs> it's like he's in such a panic, and it's like he's about to like collapse when he's explaining his reasonings. I think he's nervous because he knows that it was. I think in the in the back of his mind, he knows that it was not a great decision. Are are Lee? Are you talking about like when? Ethan's talking to like Viv outside, or are you talking about confessionals? Like uh, when he was talking to Vivian and Haley on call, he just kept sounding like he was having a panic attack. Well, he knows that Vivian still has a lot of control over his game because she could tank it in an instant. Well, I think that's where that's coming from. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, what did you think of Ethan's reasonings for protecting uh, his alliance by flipping on them? I mean, that's clearly just not his actual reasons. And he's definitely given us his actual reasons in confessionals. Like, he doesn't want people other than himself to be that close with Abby. So he kind of wanted to be that one person. And her being the puppet master definitely, I think, made him want to distance himself from her. And I think he should just, like, he's trying to come up with some sort of bullshit reason to give the alliance to be, like, to still try to be in a middle position. To be like, hey, I did just flip on you, but like, I could still work with you at some point, maybe. So he's trying to leave the door open for himself. But in my opinion, he's like, not doing a very good job. The best thing to do is to just be honest and be like, listen, like, you're the puppet master. I needed to put some distance between you and me, but I didn't vote you out. Like, I did that. I didn't vote you out. Like, that's what he should have said. And then like, I want to keep working with you, but like. I might have to do it from this other side for a couple votes. Yeah. I think that's how like Haley's playing the game. She's like Exactly. She had that, yeah, it wasn't it was last episode, but she had that whole conversation with I think Xavier and was like, listen, I can't vote with you this week, but maybe eventually I can. Yeah, where Ethan's just like kind of like backtracking. Or like what's it called where it's like you're going back on what you did? Is it backtracking? Reneging? Probably. English language. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone is upset that Runjin's gone, but also like, "Uh, yeah, Runjin's gone, which is sad, but it's also kind of good because it's not these other people. So he's just, he just really likes gossip. Uh, Flip fucking because of gossip. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, and then I wrote uh, everybody hates Nikhil because <laughs> everyone's just going off on Nikhil being like <clears throat> But like, think? yeah, because then we got into the whole like Nikhil and Ricky thing, right? Yeah, apparently that were, like, was all fake I mean, I don't know, I think there is something that could be like, I feel like it, it gave me big like Survivor Michigan like Dylan Devin vibes where it's like, we're on different sides but let's let each other know if our name is out there. Obviously, like, I, I doubt, like, we didn't see anything of Nikhil telling Ricky that his name was out there. So clearly Nikhil it didn't work out know. as well. 
What? Nikhil did not know. Oh, okay. So that's good to know. Yeah. But I think that they could have, that could have, like, that was a good idea because they did, everybody in the game was like, oh, Nikhil and Ricky hate each other. But if they're sitting there like, I mean, I don't really hate the guy. <laughs> then might as well try to make it work to your advantage. Yeah, but Nikhil of all people? Nah, I think <laughs> move on Ricky's part. If you can get Nikhil off your back and then you have somebody that you, if this doesn't happen and you can make it to the end with Nikhil, like, all the better for Ricky, right? And you have somebody who's clearly a voice on the other side, like, speaking all of their plans to you and no one's going to suspect a thing. Yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, you have better luck aligning with a wall than aligning with Nikhil. You know, a wall will always be there, and... <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Haley says probably one of the best lines, a flip is a flip. It's like, you can give me all the reasons you want, you still flipped on me. So, does Ethan have anywhere to come back from this flip? Or is he just now like, okay, you have a target on you now? I, I think he's a lot of room to maneuver with because it's clear that people didn't gun for him this vote, right? Like, if people aren't saying his name uh, and the person who said his name is now eliminated from the game, like, that still shows a fair bit of, like, path forward for Ethan, possibly. Um, I think it just comes down to how much of the people who you're flipping on still, like, not want to take you out because right now like it's clear that with the devil you know versus the devil you don't the other people who uh, ethan flipped on have no reason to keep like the zaman people or anybody who they have no clear like loyalty to right so he's in a fine position from my point of view um it's just a question of like how long can that stand i've also i think I've, i'm also kind of noticing a theme of like people are to a certain extent playing with their emotions like well yes he did just flip on them like Abby and Vivian do not want to get rid of Ethan just because they like him. Like they're like, I like, I just don't want to vote him out. I just can't vote him out. And I think that in that sense, like he has made real connections and real bonds to try to make sure that he's not voted out. And while Abby's it's like that, yeah. strategically, that might yeah. not be the best play for like Abby and Vivian. It is a reason for him to still be in the game and a reason that I think he is in a fine position and like does have a way to move forward. Yeah, I think watching the season, we definitely learned these people are not that good when it comes to strategic wise. When it comes down to the strategy, they play a lot with emotions. I think this episode and... could be summed up as playing with your heart. Yeah. Everyone's playing with their heart. Person. <laughs> all of them i'd say most of them yeah the ones that are actually playing <laughs> and this is where well we mentioned her vivian she's kind of now like kind of severed her ties with xavier and now is leaning towards working with ricky and xavier is kind of the same kind of like severing ties with vivian kind of leaning towards more of the six they're kind of targeting each other now. And, well, Ethan's now a target because he's flipping and everyone's kind of realizing that he's kind of like friends with everyone. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, Vivian says she's not a target and says that Ricky, Ethan, and Xavier are all the targets. Are these the three main targets of... Is Vivian not a target? Is it just Ricky, think, Xavier, and Ethan? I think Vivian's seriously underestimating her own value in the game. Um, I think she herself doesn't view herself as, like, the mastermind. Partly because I don't think she wants to be seen as the mastermind, but she is. She is. I mean, if you don't see yourself as the mastermind, maybe the others won't. <laughs> I mean, this is the same girl that created a 3 to one vote at the very beginning of the season. How can she not think that she's running this game? Oh, yeah. Uh, Nadia is yeah. uh, apparently too nice and needs to work on not being so nice in the competition, which I found funny. Like, I'm sure she is very nice. <laughs> But in this game... Oh yeah, and Balance apparently, she's okay with fake idols, but she's not okay with a puppet master. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I understand why Nadia bought a whole bunch of fake idols. Everyone does that, but who comes up with a, who comes up with a puppet master persona? I mean, that's valid, honestly. No, I've valid. Valid. Yes, sorry. No, I think that that's like slightly fair, but it's also like I do really hope that if Abby does make it to the end, people aren't just like, oh, I can't believe you were the puppet master. I just hope people aren't bitter about it. I get being bitter about it, like, while you're in the game. Because, like, you got played. And you're still in the game, and you're still trying to play around this thing that really affected you. So I get being mad about it while you're in. But I just hope that, like, once they get voted out and are on the jury, they're able to just, like, kind of respect that a little bit more. And look at it in a different lens. And instead of like, and it's the same thing for like fake idols. Like everybody was pissed at that. Like it's not like everybody was doing that. As far as I know, Nadia is the only person that did any fake idols this season. So like not everybody was doing that. She should have just as much of a reason to be mad about that as she does the Puppet Master. I think Valen is just not willing to say like, yeah, I have biases towards my alliance. <laughs> the alliance that almost screwed her over. Literally. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with these people ruining my game, but this one person that I never met did this thing that barely affected me. How dare she? Literally. Yeah, I think of everybody, like, Valen is peak playing with your emotions. Yeah, like I said, she's just obsessed with Zaman. Like, Zaman, she has a Zaman tattoo. Her <laughs> name of her first child is going to be Zaman. Everything's <laughs> going to be pink with Zaman. She's still on that tribe right now. She does not understand that the game is over. <laughs> she comes back for All Stars. It's like, wait, I'm not on Zaman. What's happening? I'll, I'll cut Valen a little bit of credit here in the way that I, I think she's slowly come out of playing with her heart exclusively, right? You now see like the kneeling ducks as like one of, if not one of her like closest groups. Um, and she's branching out to. Ethan being an extremely close ally. You have Xavier and her who are beginning to talk through that grouping, right? Um, and she was able to help bring in Henry into that group um, so that she has this other thing aside from just only leaning on Nadia and the rest of the Zaman group. So, like, I, I think she's... You can credit that, that to Ethan or you can credit that to her. But I do think that she's at least breaking out of that mold, whereas you see other people who are very, like, leading with their heart and not doing as much of that. 
I actually I think I credited Xavier, honestly. I think that was his no. his alliance that he really made. Like the two Ethan and Xavier kind of came up with that alliance together and Valen was just pulled in with Henry. Um I still think I, that like at the end of the day, her loyalty is with OG Zaman. Just be aware, uh Henry does know he's in this alliance, right? Because we hear he nothing does. from him. <laughs> That's just because we have no content from him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the content we are getting from him, he kept doing this thing that was annoying. He would start a sentence and then stop halfway through, eat something, pause for like a good minute, and then restart the sentence. I oh, noticed that too. There was a whole like, it was just like a long, like, I think he was just chewing. And I was like, <laughs> why is this here? Like, why am I just watching Henry chew right now? Just, I, just I was didn't. so uncomfortable. I hate, <laughs> my problem is that I hate cutting and then like having the same clip be there back to back, so I just left it. Um, oh, but I... um, Xavier does the same thing where he we call it the Xavier pause, where he like <laughs> is mid sentence and then he just goes and then he gets back in it eventually. <laughs> it's like he's stopping to think, like, wait, what am I saying? Oh yeah, it's this. Gotta I don't up. trust you. <laughs> yeah. Catch up to the rest of the sentence in his mind. Yeah, it's like finish my train of thought. Where is it? Oh no, it fell off the track. <laughs> and after all that, we get introduced to Prima Gang or Prima Gang 2.0. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Where it's like Ricky Valen and uh, Haley. Another alliance with Valen while this girl really is getting around. Well, she was part of, like, her, Ricky, and Joe were all friends before the game, yeah? Or at least knew each yeah. other. So I think that's where that's coming from. Yeah, now Haley's replacing Joe because of the showmance. <laughs> that's I think, really I think every Wowen is in, like, a pretty good social standing. Like, everyone wants to work with her, but that's... Like, I think it's mainly because they see her as, like, a pretty passive player that's not as, like, bold as some of the others. Yeah, uh, Dallin Valen definitely comes off like that. Like, she can easily be told by certain people, we're voting this way, and she's like, okay. And Haley, we get to hear from Haley a bit, where she's not confident in herself. She believes she's just going to be the GOAT of the season and needs to prove that she is making moves. Is Haley the GOAT? I don't think Haley is the GOAT at all. I think she, I personally think, like we talked about like last episode when she did have that conversation with Xavier, I think she is setting herself up in a much better middle position than Ethan is. Yes. I'm with Naomi. Naomi, where are you? Where are you, Naomi? (laughs) (laughs) Where are you? But I just, yeah, I definitely don't think she's the GOAT. Um, I think that she does have a lot more game left to play, and I think she's leaving herself a lot of options to do that. And I think she's doing it in a lot more subtle way than, like, Ethan is. And she's doing it in, in a lot better way. So, I have high hopes for Haley. Yeah, I think we definitely see a lot of, like, Haley's potential to win this episode. Speaking of Haley winning, she wins the challenge that everybody fails miserably at. Yeah, can you give us a behind the scenes, like approximately how many minutes did that challenge last? 
uh, as long as you saw. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, oh my god. So the challenge is classic memory, uh, but everyone's given deck of cards, and <laughs> gotta spell Haley right. <laughs> no why. No why in. That's Australian Survivor Haley. <laughs> Wrong Haley. So yeah, everyone just like is terrible at the memory challenge. It was also late, and they had just voted out. Uh, like I don't know if it was actually the same day. No, I think it was. Give them an out. They sucked, and they should <laughs> own the fact that they sucked. Uh, they sucked. We've done they the challenge in the future. Other people are much better at the challenge. Uh, this group, uh, I don't know what happened, and I thought it was insanely funny the way that Abby reacted, especially like having got a research pos- proposal shut down. That's huge. But the fact that you're more mad about like not getting like a card sequence right, like pop off, girl. Whatever works for you. Oh my god, Abby was making me cry this episode. She cried so no. much in her confessionals, and I was like, Abby, no! no. I felt so bad for her. Abby was <laughs> an emotional roller coaster this week. For real. Um, but my favorite thing is that, like, even as she's, like, crying, she's still smiling. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, I don't know if she knows how not to smile. She's the new Megan. <laughs> Literally. Oh, wait, wasn't Megan a PhD student as well? She was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It must be this thing with PhD students and just constant smiling. I don't think so. <laughs> I would not think of them as that happy, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> They smile to hide the depression. <laughs> <laughs> so after the challenge, where it lasted long, where um, person people holding the cans would last longer than that, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Vivian tries to do a classic and get an all-female alliance, because that works out in College Survivor. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she says the men are ruining the game and all the girls are just very passive and would you say that's true or the girls kind of like passive and the guys are kind of like assumed to be in control i fully disagree with that like i i think you see her and abby running a lot of the show right like maybe it's this whole thing that vivian's convincing herself that she's not a threat because she doesn't want to be perceived as a threat but it's like I, I'm sure you can say that for some people, but like I, I'd say Nikhil and Henry are both guys who are much more passive than any of the girls currently in this game, right? Well, they, they say it like the only guys that we can be are Nikhil and Henry. I think where Vivian is coming from is that at this point, she feels that her and Abby have no control of the game because they're at the bottom. So, Is she actually like genuinely pitching this all-girls alliance? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I thought it was just like a like a... I guess not even like a Hail Mary, but like a, hey, I'm willing to work with you, don't vote me out kind of thing. <laughs> no, she was genuinely serious about it. She wanted it to be a final five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now everyone can make a one not talking about it after this, by the way. Like, it continues. I mean, that's always something that comes up in, like, Survivors, like, all-female alliance. Like, Aaron, did you ever go through that, like, either time you were playing where you're like, let's, why doesn't all the women just work together? I mean, maybe not in your first season because definitely not my first season. Um, and I am lock and key on the second one. No comment. Many spoilers. Govin and I got approached for an all guys alliance (laughs) during season four. 
<laughs> Hooray, team sexism. <laughs> or whatever high said in 42. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Like the misogyny alliance or something. Yay, misogyny alliance, because Survivor <laughs> always respects women in Survivor. Well, that's and a whole deep. All, we did have an all women final three last season, so. Yay! I would clap by holding my laptop up. <laughs> yeah, where am I? Oh yeah, men ruling girls being passive. Oh yeah, and to further, because we are in 2022, the time of change, time of now, the time of where women are di- being respected. Nadia tells all the men in her alliance about this. <laughs> Uh, to quote Gabby from Syracuse, setting women back to centuries. <laughs> I like. I get what you're about. From. I really do. Like, you want your alliance to know what's going on. You want the people that you already trust to keep trusting you. But I think that what you what happens when you do that so quickly is that you don't give yourself a chance to consider your options. Like at that point. Nadia could have gone with the All Girls Alliance. And, like, she didn't have to tell them, like, especially if she knew that Ricky was about to get voted out. Like, that could have been something that she kept in her back pocket. Okay, well, fair. I think Vivian just gave the idea to Nadia being like, hey, you can vote out Ricky, and I will be very okay with that. Yeah. I think the thing with Nadia is that she's actually at the bottom of this alliance, so it was in her best interest to go with it. And like, cause like the, um, I, I don't think she has as much, stand- like Ethan and Xavier are not huge Nadia proponents. So like, and they have the most power in this group. So she's not got it. Like she doesn't have a lot of like standing there. So she could have put herself in a better position by not saying anything and also potentially holding on to that to flip in the future. But she's I have, like, uh, I was going to say that I have no memory of if Nadia thought this or not. But if I was in Nadia's position, I think one reason why I would indeed say something is because, you know, at some point, Valen is also going to be approached with this. And Valen is most likely going to be telling everyone. Um, at the very least, going to be telling, like, Henry, you, I don't, I don't remember how much Nadia knew about her relationship with Ethan at this time, but you at least assume Valen's going to tell Henry. At which point you still need like those people to trust you fully. So if you expect Valen to spill the beans, might as well spill the beans yourself, right? Um, but I'm I'm putting words entirely in her mouth. I don't remember if that's something that she was thinking herself. Well, I mean, told not only telling her for that for now. So mm-hmm. like, I I, I genuinely think that Nadia was trying to make herself look like this like loyal, less of a threat player. But I think that she only was making herself look like more of a threat to the other side, in my opinion. Like she closed yeah, the door. And she really did close the door for them, which, I don't know. Yeah. Slammed the door, double locked it, and put a steel, do- put a steel lock on it. <laughs> and Nadia... Yeah, Nadia. Nadia just goes on about wanting to stick with the six. And hearing... Well, we hear from you guys, like, maybe that wasn't the best thing. Nadia, not Nadia. Aaron, do you think it's good to stick with the six? Obviously, for the people that it's working for, yes. But, like, you never want to be the person that's at the bottom. And if you have any inkling that you are, like, I'm sure she 
she might think that maybe it's Valen on the bottom or maybe like if Henry doesn't talk to her that much, then she might not be assuming that he's talking to many people that much. Maybe she thinks he's on the bottom, but I just don't, I just, I don't see how she can feel super solid about like her individual relationships within the Alliance. So I think that that's where I might, if I were her, have a sense of like some, some wariness of like, I don't feel super comfortable like with individually with any of these people. So how do I know that they're going to be looking out for me when, when it comes down to it? Like you don't want a situation where, you know, somebody in your alliance, like if Vivian's like, you can vote out Ricky and I'll be okay with that. You don't want anybody saying that about you. Who's in, who you're supposedly in an alliance with. So if, if you think that anybody in your alliance would be like, yeah, you can vote out Nadia. That's fine. As long as it's not me then that's a problem. Yeah. I think the I problem think with we... it is that she says, too, that she feels like they would vote her out. Right. She literally says it. So then, yeah, just... so it's absolutely not a good move. And so, yeah. It's like um, Valen's problem with Zaman and refusing to leave them. Nadia has a problem with the six and refusing to leave them. A lot of I... Stockholm Syndrome this season. Yeah, survivors, Scotty Survivor, Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> wow, that's a, a alliteration mouthful. I think season a reason Nadia. <laughs> season six, Scotty Survivor, Stockholm Syndrome, second chance. <laughs> I think a reason Nadia could feel safe if we do look at the Alliance of Six. It is three original Zaman, and she could see that's like we're the real majority. So, like, if I do feel on the bottom, I still have my Zaman OGs, and we can easily pull in someone, so maybe that's why she feels comfortable. Well, yeah, Individually, you have her, Henry, Nikhil, Valen, right? All three of which the other people you've seen her have some sort of, like, individual relationship with, but clearly she's feeling unsafe because, like, people calling the shots seem to be, like, the one in the middle, right? With, like, Ethan and stuff like that. But... Yeah, I, I think there there is an argument to be made of, like, why don't you ride with the other side, vote out Xavier, and then you can choose what you want to do for the following vote afterwards if you can return back to Zaman or whatever. Yeah, uh, Val mentions kneeling ducks. It went from sitting to kneeling, and soon they will fly or run. Do ducks run? I think she said run. Is that, that That's the goal, is to be running. Because I guess maybe... I've never seen a duck run, but maybe the ducks can run the game. Maybe that's what they're going for. Yeah, Randy the duck. Oh, that's <laughs> the other alliance. They really love ducks this cast. <laughs> I, apparently and ducks cannot run. They can't run. Well, Valen, maybe rethink your alliance name. <laughs> they can run on water. Whoa. Okay. So can Jesus and... Well, no, he walked. He didn't run. Never mind. But maybe he could have. I bet he could have if he wanted to. Potentially. I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> so Vivian, she's like throwing out all these alliances to everyone. It's like all female alliance. Me, and Ricky, and Valen. Me and other people. And with all these alliances, she does not include Haley at all. I think a lot of these alliances, Haley is not included. By the all-female one. Because, obviously. I mean, I think. We don't know for a fact. <laughs> yeah, so, 
I think that's extremely alienating, right? If you're trying to build a side to go against the majority and you're fracturing in ways that's alienating members of your own minority, then like, how are you going to move forward in that way, right? I, I think each, I, I almost feel like each member of the minority, like other than Abby, is like trying to figure out their avenue for getting off the bottom. And obviously that has to do with members of the majority. So none, nobody in the minority is like trying to lock in with their minority because they understand they're like, we don't have the numbers. Why would we try to lock in with this? So everybody is trying to figure out their path to getting off from the bottom. And I can see why, like, yeah, obviously it is alienating and that sucks for Haley that she's being left out of all of this, but I'm sure Vivian's doing it intentionally of like, hey, here's this other person that's on the bottom with me. I'll make sure that they're not a part of these alliances that I'm making so that when shit hits the fan, it's them going home and not me. It's totally fair, yeah. Yeah, because she even says to Nadia in the all-female alliance that Haley would be on the bottom, not her or Valen. So... I don't know what Haley did to Vivian. I guess they just never really talked. They just don't. They never talked. They were never on the same team. I guess, actually, I guess they were once, but but like they were not Those like, on the best of terms because yeah. Oh, the whole was that the Jovo? Tinadia. Yeah, oh, Tinadia. Yeah. Oh, I miss Tina. <laughs> Can we imagine if Tina was in this merge mess? Uh, the gold we would have and it'd probably be even more chaotic than it was. So even though Haley's not being included on these plans, she still has plans of her own and she kind of figures out Vivian has a Doree idol. Abby and Vivian know- well Abby does tell her all this as well. Okay, these two girls are great like, they're great to watch. They have great strategic times. Why do they keep telling people all their secrets? Abby, this is... So I think this is where we're finally seeing, like, at the whole... Like, in the cast reveal and everything, Abby was like, I'm a terrible liar. I think we're finally seeing that. Like, I think when you're <laughs> behind a Puppet Master email and you're, like, you're not talking to people one-on-one and they're not asking you direct questions, it's way easier to lie. But I think whenever somebody asks Abby a direct question, she literally, like, I can see her freeze up. Like, she wants to lie so bad, but she's like, I have no idea how to, how to do this. And so she, like, yeah. has to tell the truth because she hasn't spoken in two minutes since the question's been asked. Yeah, I would say that's pretty accurate. <laughs> Here, Abby, if you freeze up, just say, oh, no, my internet's not working. <laughs> Hold on, give me like a minute or two. <laughs> Where's Vivian? How do I lie? <laughs> so, uh, poor Abby. Yeah, Abby's just crying this entire episode. Her and Vivian are like, I'm definitely not making final three. And it's like, it's disheartening, especially when you're like, you pretty much believe, doesn't matter how hard I try, I'm not making it to like the finals. And it's hard in these orgs. Like, we all get emotional over a little game in, like, college or on a computer screen. Do do we think that Vivian and Abby are correct? Do we think that they have no chance? I, there's never no chance. Yeah, there's never no chance. Unless your name is Nikila. Actually, no, they're going to make final three. It's what are they, they have no chance on winning. That's a different story. There's always a chance to make it to the end. 
It's just do you think it's a very difficult chance. If either of them were to make it to the end, do you think that they would have like a pretty sh- good shot at winning, or do you think I think it would depend on who they're against. I always say that. It always depends on who you're against in Final Travel Council on whether or not you have a good shot of winning. Because I don't really I think... have a prediction. I just hope. I just hope that people aren't mad that they got outplayed. I really, like, I just hope that they have respect for the game. And listen, I get being bitter. I allow <laughs> the final juror to be bitter. That's it. Everybody else, get over it. <laughs> I wonder what... Are you sure? I mean, the final sure should never be that bitter. I mean, they just missed out on the final on. I don't know if you're, like, speaking from experience or not. Who's to say? Who's to know? But I'm, okay, this is probably a little naive of me or probably just stupid, but I never say there's no such thing as a bitter juror because... You must have done something wrong to not get that person's vote. It could be the stupidest thing possible. But you could have done something to maybe get their vote. But I don't know. Sometimes I think the- that Yeah, sometimes that can't be possible. Like, oh, you were put on this random tribe in the majority in the not the majority, in the beginning of the game that I just don't like. So I'm not voting for you. <laughs> or hey, I just simply don't like you. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like when you're playing a game, like, it's a game. Like, you have to look past, like, in my opinion, like, it's hard to, like, look past things that people did, like, to wrong you, quote-unquote. But, like, like, you have to try to look objectively, like, especially if you're a fan. But it's hard. I can see both sides, though. I think that's way easier to do when you're on an island playing a game for a million dollars and you're separated from everything else but like if you're playing college survivor if you're playing any org you're it's just intertwined with your everyday life it becomes a part of your everyday life and like you can't just separate that things are still happening things are still going on so i totally get that like yeah you you're gonna take things personally because it is personal yeah that's that's why I say there's playing a good survivor game and then there's playing a good college survivor game. They're very different. Completely agree. Yeah, and we've all done orgs. Who has not voted somebody because they were bit who well, not voted somebody because you were bitter against them? I mean, I've definitely been a bitter juror. Yeah, I'll I'll yeah. own up to that. Twice, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think I literally I think it was one of my first um survivors I did. I Literally, before I voted, I went to, I screamed at the final three. We were in a call, so it wasn't screaming. It's like, hey, person, how do you spell your name? And then vote for that person because um, I did not think the guy who won should have won. This weird thing is, I'm now dating that guy. So, (laughs) (laughs) still, I still tell him he shouldn't have won, but he still somehow believes he should have. What a love story. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then we get to the part where um, oh wait, Abby, Abby's the target, can't do anything. Oh yeah, everyone's just like, Abby is a clear target, and she's done all this stuff. She can't do shit in this game anymore because everyone's gonna be like, ooh, puppet master at it again. 
So everyone starts kind of targeting the second in command, well, the real puppet master, Vivian, and everyone pretty much knows she has an idol. And it's just like, we can't do anything because we think Vivian has an idol, but we also think Abby has an idol, but we think Ricky might have an idol. Why did Haley have to win immunity? So what is it like targeting someone? Well, the classic thing to target somebody with an idol, you just make them believe they're not the target. Should they have gone after Vivian knowing she had an idol or maybe just like, here, let's try for Abby or let's just go for Ricky? Is Vivian the best person to target? You could say this for both sides, though, because, you know, they knew like Abby knew Ethan had an idol. She knew that he was considering playing it for Xavier. Like, I know that he like he told her that he wasn't going to do it. But it's like you still you can't know that, you know, that he's voting against you. Why do you think that he's telling you the truth now in saying that he's not going to play it? So I do I do genuinely think that I think that because there was a vote thrown on Ricky, I think that the majority is like, that's a fine decision to put votes on Vivian, make sure that the idol is flushed, whether she plays it or not, because if she doesn't play it, then she goes out with it. So I think that that's totally fine when you have our inability to split, when you have an ability to throw a vote elsewhere. But what really gets me is the minority voting for Xavier, knowing full well that an idol could be played for him. I think they just didn't believe Ethan would do it because it didn't make logical sense, and it still doesn't. Yeah, but, but like Abby even knew has... that she she like she read it perfectly in her confessional. She was like, "If he's gonna play, like you know, if he's gonna play how I think he's gonna play, like he'll play it on Xavier. I think that he could do that." So, I just don't. I I genuinely don't understand why. Like, if you even think that that's a possibility, like you don't have to vote for Ethan, but you have like four other options over there. Because nobody on that side won immunity. Vote Henry out for all I care. Like, just nobody's playing an idol on Henry. So it's like, if you think that there's a possibility of it and you have that many options and you're in the minority, I think that voting Xavier there was like the stupidest thing they could have possibly done. Yeah. Just keep voting Nikhil until he finally leaves. <laughs> I know a guy who did that. He kept voting for the same person until they left. So, did, here's the thing. Did the majority know, one, that Ethan was playing an idol for uh, Xavier, and two, that he wasn't voting Vivian? Did what? Uh, did the majority, well, the other five that were in the majority know knew that Ethan was playing his idol for Xavier and that he wasn't voting Vivian? Only Valen, Henry, and Xavier, which you'll see in the next episode. Okay, so some of them knew. Okay. So, okay, that makes a little bit more sense, because I thought uh, Ethan was just like, this, I'm just going to vote who I want to, I know, and then play this idol on Xavier and just, like, shock the whole cast. I, I, I think I'm also an Ethan apologist, which is a minority opinion of, like, all of this, of yours, sure, you are wasting an idol, right? But you are wasting an idol knowing that the votes aren't going on Abby. You know, the your other ally of Vivian on the other side just played an idol to save herself. So, you know, those two people aren't going home. You're now ensuring that your other closest allies are both going to be safe in Valen, who's not getting votes from anyone, and Xavier. Now you have four people who are very much like the people you care about in this game, all surviving this vote. And you don't have 
a super close relationship with Ricky. Ricky's out of the game. Who really cares from your end? I think this should allow him to remain in the middle even more strongly, if anything, because um, now he still has people on either side, hopefully vouching for him. Whether or not he's able to handle damage control with like the other side from doing this is a separate question, and I, I think comes down to like how he plays the game moving forward. I think it was a great move for Ethan. Like I don't, I don't think. Like I definitely think that it was a great move for him, and I I don't fault anybody in the majority honestly for how that went down. Like my beef is with the minority and how they could have done something there. But I agree. I think that yeah, Ethan definitely needs to play this right because like if I were Abby, I'd be pissed that I just flushed an idol. You know. Like, all Ethan had to say was, like, you don't have to play it. And I get it. Like, I he's playing his, so I'm sure he wanted hers out of the game, too. Like, at least the one that he knew about. But I think that, that, was... that like, it, it's, it makes it harder to kind of save face when you make somebody actually waste an idol. That was the pre-tribe idol, right? Not the merge one? Yeah. Okay, I so don't it's not think... going to get re-hidden. I think that Ethan shouldn't have done it himself i think he should have gotten balan or henry to do it or xavier yeah, to do it because like he like vivian was already super pissed off at him Haley was kind of pissed at him Haley just lost her number one ally abby is now p- gonna be pissed because she flushed an idol i don't think that he's maintaining the same relationships that he thinks he's going to be able to and i think it's gonna be a uh, interesting i think he should have kept that idol I, I think he burns, if he, I'm fine with him keeping the idol for himself if he thinks that that's like a bigger thing than like keeping Xavier around. But the idea of giving the idol to an ally to play, everything comes up in Survivor, right? That, I, that would piss me off more if I was at your Vivian finding out that Ethan tried to trick us into thinking somebody else was making this move. You find out like, oh, how the fuck did Valen have an idol? And then you find out it's from Ethan, then you're even more pissed. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I just think that he is in a place where he's in the middle and he's already worried about pissing them off and like having them having information to tip his game. So why would you go then piss off the two people that have honestly more power than you in the game because they still have an idol and they know that they're in trouble. And it's an not extra like vote, yeah. And, an extra, oh, yeah. and a steal. Vote steal. And, not the extra and on, yeah. on top of that, he said in his confessional that he knows that this is an emotional move. Yeah. He doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a game of emotional players. And like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, But I think that it's, it, it does make it more frustrating to watch because you understand that it's like, these aren't logical decisions that are being made, but you have to understand that that is, a way that people play is not logically they're playing emotionally and honestly for Ethan I think it's still going just fine I do think that he is in a recoverable position at the very least like he doesn't need a good relationship with Haley he doesn't need that as long as he has at least a base level good relationship with everybody in the majority which he does and is trying to at least make bonds and continue his good relationships with Abby and Vivian He's not going to be targeted. And I think even after doing this, Abby and Vivian are not going to target him. I think the reason why I think it's a bad move, because I'm the type of person that constantly complains, like, oh, why do these people keep their idols till Final Five and never use them? And I was kind of saying that when I was making a little TikTok. Oh, I hate the fact I said that. (laughs) Um, 
when I was like, oh, why did Ethan play it? Although I am someone who constantly complains, why do people never play Idols for other people? I think, like Shane said, the reason I think it's a bad move was the fact that it was just Ethan that voted Ricky. If it was like Ethan and someone else, because this is now the second vote in a row that Ethan has controlled who went home. And if people aren't looking at being like, he has just controlled the first two merge votes, that is a contender to win. We can't drag him any further. So that's why I think it was a bad move. I think he should have gotten, like, maybe gotten someone else or, like, put the vote on someone else. Like, say uh, Nadia voted Ricky or, like, or uh, Henry voted Ricky. Just, like, don't say you voted Ricky, but it is, he's probably going to say that. So that's why I think it was a bad move. Not for the idle play, but it was for the fact that it was just his vote. And so, yeah, Vivian, Abby, and... I mean, we can all understand why Abby played her idol because she didn't know Ethan was uh, voting Ricky. She thought it was a 5-5 tie or at least 6-4 and that a revote, everybody would just vote for her. So even if uh, Ethan didn't vote Ricky, Ricky would going regardless, I feel. Also, yeah. you're Abby in that situation. Ethan's been telling you, I'm probably not going to do this. Don't worry, don't worry. Then he does it. You don't know what else is a lie, right? And you might think exactly. Fucking you yeah. over. He really, he really could have just literally not voted for Ricky, let it tie, and then they all revote and they vote for Ricky. Like that's what would have happened. Yeah, he could have saved his idol if it was just like, well, if he used his idol. Oh, he could have saved himself from being the sole person to vote for Ricky. And that's actually a very fair point that I didn't think about letting it go zero zero and then like forcing it on Ricky on the revote. Yeah. Because yeah, that's what I thought was originally going to happen until you showed that little Ethan confessional. And I was like, wait, is this going to be like a 5-4-1 situation? Which it was! Well, I I've only thought they were going to throw a vote onto Henry. If, yeah. That was definitely a converse, conversation. They thought, like, maybe we'll throw a vote or two on Henry just in case. But they all just believe Ethan too much. So yeah, a 5-4-1 vote, and nine of those votes were cancelled. I've only seen this happen once, and the funny story is, well, the funny, there's two actually. One is the guy that was voted off with the one vote, his name was Ethan, so that was funny. And the second funny thing is, uh, all those three people that got votes in that tribal council all had idols, so the guy who had five votes played an idol and those were cancelled. The guy with four votes played an idol got cancelled. And the guy that got voted off with one vote, he also had an idol and got voted off with it. That's on him for seeing two idols get played and then not playing his idol. Yeah, but it was a situation similar to this where it's like, he didn't hear his name at all. So I was like, I'm not going to go home. It's probably going to be these other people. It's like, nope. So... Shout out to Conflict Isles to anyone who knows that season by any chance. <laughs> nope. Yep. That's all. So that's the episode. What are our thoughts on Ricky's game? Second member of the jury. I am going to miss Ricky. Um, I do. Like, I feel like he had so much potential. I loved his confessionals. Honestly, he was one of mo the most fun people to watch, in my opinion. Um, I think he was so funny. Um, and I do like, I think that people gave him a lot more credit strategically than he deserved. Um, I think that in many cases, as with most things in this game, that credit should have gone to Vivian. 
But um, I think he was still like a solid player. He was making social bonds. He was doing what he could with what he had. And I think that he could have done a lot more if he was in the majority or ever had numbers of any kind. So I will miss Ricky. Yeah, definitely started strong and kind of went downhill, I think, after the first vote onwards. Because it was like targeted for the Joe vote, constantly being targeted, almost could have gone home in the AL vote and then target, target, Mm. one vote sent home. I mean, what a way to go home, though. I was first. Ricky was my brother's favorite player uh, watching this season until Ricky then Loki spoiled for my brother when they met in person the fact that he was not long for this game. Um, but basically, like I saw Ricky's story going completely differently once the merge hit. I thought everybody else were like such huge threats now that they're going to get picked off, and Ricky would be the person who survives until like final six and then has the best record out of everyone else as far as like a jury um would care and he would probably find a way to like eke out something over the people who are perceived as like goats per se um but i guess like as you see in, in this season so far the big threats are finding ways to make sure that they're okay may that be socially by getting in these big alliances or with the advantages and the people on the periphery are getting chopped up one by one right so if you're in that middle position of like not being someone running the game but also not being a goat you're probably have your life on the line more than you realize. Shane? Yeah. I mean, pretty much everybody said what I thought. I think it was unfortunate because I think like the thing, like Abby and Vivian are going to be pissed next episode that Ricky's gone, but Ricky was going to flip on them. Like, it's not like any of these people really want to keep working with Abby and Vivian. Like, let's be real. Like, they are they everybody has woke up to their schemes um except for maybe henry who seemingly wants to work with abby which is shocking um but yeah uh, i'm gonna be sad i can no longer randomly go Ricky! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no more well that's the end of this episode next episode there's a twist coming the dark round where everything's a mystery and nobody knows anything. And the only thing they'll know is who goes home. There's no one's going to know who wins immunity. Nobody knows if anyone plays Nido. Nobody even knows the vote count. Why do you hate me? All they're going to know is who went home. Uh, oh, Lee, so, I'll, I'll show it. And afterwards. Okay, good. I'm going to at least have that on my record. And I really hope it's I'm hoping for a wild one, but I have this weird feeling it's oh, not going to it's be. It's definitely like a weird episode. <laughs> that, like that's and the, the best way I can put it. Like a weird, weird. Yay! And the challenge is uh, Scotty Survivor Comics. The challenge, amazing challenge, uh, but the time <laughs> at which we did it, horrid. <laughs> because I think we stayed up like until like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. doing this on campus. I- it was it was like 2.30, yeah. Ew. That- Why were you up so long? Why did you start so late? We, well, we started around... We, we started right after the council, and so they went one at a time. Um, so person took like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> So um, we'll probably talk more about the next episode because I have a lot of questions on how this challenge came about and how this twist was thought of.
I'm sure everyone else is now. How was the twist thought of? We were just looking for things that were related to time. I think it was like seen on like a Survivor Org wiki page or something, and then we like claimed different time related things. I don't, I don't know if Dark is very time oriented, but we were really stretching here to make the use of the name in any way we can. The Midnight Hour. That's sure. About it. Everything and rebuild the season from there. Yeah, hire me. <laughs> so thanks everyone for joining. Um, well, you guys know. Aaron, after this episode, do we have any winner picks? I mean, I'm still Team Haley. I don't even remember who I said at the moment. Um, I think last episode you said Vivian. I'm in for that. Yeah, I'm locked in. I don't. I'm not. I'm not one for like changing winner picks. I like. I'll. I'm. I'll give like you get to switch at the merge, but like, even though my original winner pick went home round two, like, <laughs> I'm still a Lauren. You know, a Lauren fanatic, but my merge winner pack is definitely Vivian. That'll be locked in rest of the season. I know my preseason, my ultimate preseason winner pick was Vivian, and then my backups are Runjan and Valen, and well, one's gone, and the other is definitely not winning. <laughs> and then I'm gonna also kind of like go with you, and like my merge winner pick is now Haley. Uh, she's just very under the radar, very just like, and the fact that she was like, I'm going to still vote Xavier, but I know Vivian is going to go. And if she somehow stays, I technically still voted with her. So I'm good with her. So like Haley has good, like under the radar strats, whether other people see it, that's another story that we'll find out next episode. So Thanks, everyone, for watching. If you want more Scotty Survivor content, well, where can we find all the Scotty Survivor content? Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel. Discord. Discord. Not too. Yeah, join Survivor Reddit Discord and join in our conversations on was it the right decision for Ethan to solely vote Ricky? Is our Abby and Vivian screwed? Will Valen finally leave Zaman? No. Yeah. <laughs> to one of these questions. Valen has rose colored glasses for Zaman. <laughs> Zaman colored glasses. <laughs> so, so, why isn't that? Oh, I should really have episode titles for this stuff. <laughs> I don't know. They, they write pretty great episode titles themselves. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was. Oh, yeah. This one was Black Widow Brigade. Shout out to the only black metal brigade that will ever be successful well that and the one world one i guess but that was weird and if you want more live reality game show content uh follow the youtube channel join the facebook group iHeartRadio, give us five stars all that podcasting stuff that you always hear and we'll see you next time for another scotty survivor recap bye, ev- bye everyone <laughs> and